0: The hour is late, and the moon is leering. If you feel as though you're being watched, you're right. Dangerous Times Radio Hour presents Fantasmagoria, Starring Bess Lawson as Gilly O'Hare. Megan Stressman as Rusty Rattlesnake. Philip Stressman as Florence Beauregard. And James Kettler as every other person, living or dead.
1: open on the Myers Brothers studio lot on the set for a perilous evening at Dreadnight Manor where leading man Cliff Brockton severely injured in front of the entire cast and crew has just walked back onto set without a single scratch in sight and Cliff says so what are we all standing around for? Are we going to start filming a picture. And Landon says, "Yes, Cliff. Good call. Places everybody. Places for scene 3." <coughs>
2: I have a question? Yes, Mr. Rattlesnake. Uh Cliff, I saw you in a stretcher yesterday. Uh, how are you standing there right now?
1: Uh, good boys down at Hollywood General. Took me in, took me on that stretcher, patched me up real good so I could get back to working with all of you fine folks.
0: We w- I want to say that the camera pans a little bit wider where Rusty is standing and we see Flo standing directly next to him. I think I'd be fair to say about a foot shorter than him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With her mouth just like wide open uh, and her eyes sparkling with just a finger just <laughs> silently pointed at Cliff.
1: What?
2: Well, I, I guess that's uh, that answered my question. Yep. Uh,
1: Medical technology is crazy nowadays.
2: Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing you're doing well, and uh, l- yeah, let l- let's make a picture.
1: Places for scene three.
3: I've just been staring at Cliff the whole time with my eyes a little squinted.
1: Cliff uh, takes his spot next to you on his mark for scene three, and Landon says, "And action." Uh, Harriet, I know we've had some spooky encounters these last two nights, but I assure you, I'm going to get us out of here safe and sound.
3: Okay. What? Cut!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, cut, I guess.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's his character's name again?
1: Montgomery.
3: (laughs) I don't think that's what I called him yesterday. (laughs) Um. Two... I'm not very impressed. Am I supposed to believe that this man can take care of me? Because he got taken out by a light yesterday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sweetheart, believe me, he might have gotten his bell rung by that fallen ghost prop, but Cliff is as good as he ever was. I'm as good as
0: I ever was.
3: He was never that good. Okay, let's roll.
0: (laughs) While this is going on, Flo, um, who doesn't really have a place in the places, I don't think she doesn't really have any more You're specific. to be and yeah. Just available advising. Yeah. Um she's just gonna uh kinda stick with Rusty and while this scene is uh is being filmed, Flo's gonna turn to Rusty and say uh uh um so that was all bullshit right
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: That dude was dead yesterday.
2: I mean listen I saw bro. his
0: arm flop out significantly same and <laughs> I'm like I... we're all in the pictures business. We know what that means. When
2: I And recognize
0: a visual cliche when we see one.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I, when I went up to Mr. Meyer Brothers,
0: still can't get over that one either. Honestly, that's like second on the list of weird things that have happened. (laughs) Listen,
2: I've been around for a little bit, so I'm over it, but yeah, it's weird. But listen, like I went over there and I told y'all, like he was like, You didn't see anything, and I was like, But I, but I did, and I pointed at Cliff, like. I mean, yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, if vampires are real and spiritual mediums are real.
0: Yes. <laughs> Those things are real. <laughs>
2: yes, they are. And I'm just finding this out and it's I like I agree with you. Yes, and it's like what else is there? I know. I'm just I was just a small-town little cowboy and now like poosh, my world is just expanding. Crazy.
0: I'm right there with you, cowboy. I know. I think we should investigate further.
2: Hell yeah, we should. Yeah, Flo, I like this. Okay, Whoo. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, sh- we should we should get Gilly in on it too. She's got a good head about these things. You know, she knows about them, <laughs> them vampires, them paranormals, and stuff.
0: Yeah, and she's playing opposite Cliff, so she's as, about as close as we're gonna be able to get to him.
2: Yeah. You
0: right. look back, and Cliff
1: currently has his arm like around Gilly's shoulders, and he has pulled her in very tight and put his other arm around her for the scene. And he's saying, uh, Harriet, look out. Those spooky ghosts are trying to mess with your hair. Oh,
3: Montgomery, don't you know that my hair already looks like shit? <laughs> and then <laughs> and then she's going to take her hand and just pinch as hard as she can into his side.
1: Cliff does not react.
3: Ooh. Oh, no. Cut. I, I, <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> and I would like to go um, snoop in Cliff's trailer while they stay on set.
0: Flo uh, clocks Gilly, like, taking that bathroom break and sees that she's headed towards Cliff's trailer, uh, and Flo's going to turn to Rusty and say, uh, I think uh, this might be a great minds think alike kind of situation.
2: Huh? What do you mean?
0: Gilly's already headed over to Cliff's trailer.
2: Oh, shit. Should we go with her?
0: Let's let's maybe hold back a little bit and see how this goes.
2: Uh, All right. Yeah, Gilly can hold her own. Want to watch me and my cool lasso tricks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty takes out uh, his lasso and just starts swirling it around. He's, like, doing all them tricks, you know, like making different circles in the air, putting it over Flo, taking it off. Like, it's really impressive. You're impressed.
0: <laughs> Flo is just periodically saying, like, oh, wow, that's a cool lasso trick while she watches Gilly intently. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Rusty, like hitting like, you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spinning around. Like... <laughs>
1: um, Okay. Gilly, you approach Cliff's trailer. You jimmy the front door with the giant gold star that says Cliff Brockton on the front of it, and the front door to his trailer is still locked. Um, but you notice that he has left one of the small windows to his trailer cracked I like a bit and unlocked.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna go in the window. Just gonna
1: climb in the window. <laughs> I mean, Flo's
3: yeah.
2: keeping an eye on you, so yeah, no, I'm
3: fine.
1: Uh, Can't
2: die
3: in the second episode.
1: Flo and Rusty, (laughs) you see Gilly O'Hare, beautiful Hollywood actress, in full costume and makeup, in a long white slip, uh, hoist herself up (laughs) onto the side of this trailer and scramble into the window.
0: Oh, damn, she's really going for it.
2: What? Rusty's still spinning his lasso and turning around to look over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Flo, so
2: we see Gilly in there, right? But she's short Uh uh-huh and look at me i'm tall Uh so i'm gonna go in there and help our friend gilly i'm just gonna let go and
0: the trailer you know what it's fine just i'm gonna go help her yeah casey hid stuff on top of the trailer that she can't listen
2: we don't know this guy i know gilly Uh uh-huh i know you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we don't know cliff brockton And what happened yesterday was a little suspicious. And if you were hiding something, wouldn't you hide it somewhere people can't get it? I'm taller than the average. There's not a lot of large cowboys walking around here that can reach.
0: Okay, yeah, (laughs) it sounds like you really want to go help out. So I tell you what, you go go check in on Gilly.
2: Keep an eye on the ground.
0: I'm going to buy you both some time. Hell yeah. I don't (laughs) know.
2: All right. I like this teamwork. All right.
1: Rusty. Yeah. You approach entering the trailer the same way you saw Gilly approach. Through the window? Going through the window. <laughs> the front door is locked. Okay. Spurs just banging yeah. against the. <laughs> yeah.
2: Tall man.
1: I think as you come in, you come in kind of over his vanity. Mm-hmm. And I think your spurs catch on the vanity as you're coming in and take with it, like, it leans the vanity forward. And all of the drawers slide out. And uh, makeup bottle after makeup bottle just starts like pouring out of this vanity. And it creates a clatter that like y- you could hear from several feet away. Like we can all hear these makeup bottles just spilling out onto the floor of this trailer.
3: I I didn't do it, I didn't, I'm just
2: look- it's my Rusty, what are you doing here? I saw you coming in here. How and did like, you know I came over here? I was so sneaky. Listen, <laughs> did you see me? I was lassoing around and like. No, I didn't see that. I've been in the here. <laughs> well, <laughs> Flo and I were just keeping an eye on you, and Flo and I were just discussing that we need to figure out what's going on with Cliff. Yeah. And it seems like you were doing the same thing. But listen, you're like this tall, <laughs> like, like you're tiny, and I'm like real tall. So I thought I could. I could help and be the muscle, you know? Like, I could hoist you up, or I could grab things that you couldn't, cause they gotta be hiding something in here.
1: Gilly, as Rusty is talking, you look at the mess that he created with his entrance. Mm -hmm. You look at all of these spilled out makeup bottles, and you notice that they're all the same. They're all just Cliff's specific shade of foundation. They're also all completely empty.
2: Um, do you see that? Well, I just knocked over all this shit, and there's no makeup in these containers. There's no stuff in it. What does he need this for?
3: I don't know, but we gotta... Let's get out of here, because I'm pretty sure you drew some attention with your entrance.
0: So as soon as Rusty makes his way towards the trailer to... uh give Gilly his really good backup, yeah. um, Flo makes a beeline for Cliff and the director, mm-hmm. uh, and without saying anything to either of them, she approaches the director uh, and grabs his megaphone again. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's about at that moment that we hear Rusty, the com- like the clattering from inside of Cliff's trailer Sure. as Rusty crashes inside. And Flo, uh, with the megaphone, addresses sort of simultaneously Cliff and the director and the rest of the crew in production. Yes. And she says, uh, ah, do you hear that? That's what I was afraid of. The spirits in this place have become restless. (laughs)
1: Landon says, uh, what, the spirits are unhappy with my production?
0: They are profoundly displeased. Your representations of them in this film offend them and their delicate spectral sensibilities.
1: Oh, boy. Well, I don't need any more spirits angry at me. I got enough of that already. With my wife. Bada bing, bada just looks around like this.
2: <laughs>
1: Flo, Flo
0: laughs theatrically.
1: <laughs> yes. Miss Beauregard, come with me. I'm going to need your help redesigning this ghost. To the props department. <laughs> Cliff, why don't you come too? You're a big star. I'm going to need your input on this. Let's see what's scariest for you to react to. Well, all right. I suppose it would help if I were actually scared of the thing I'm supposed to be scared of. (laughs) Come on, Flo. Let's go. And Landon and uh, Cliff descend down the creaky wooden staircase into the technical department of the warehouse.
0: Is there just a shot from inside the trailer, like from Gilly's perspective, (laughs) like kind of shaky cam through the window, and we just see Flo like... Waving her <laughs> arms around in the air. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. What what, you, what, you see Flo out there?
2: Yeah, I think they're leaving. Okay, Um, well, I'm not going to pick this up. I'm just going <laughs> to leave. <laughs> That's fine.
3: We can blame it on the ghost.
2: That's a really good idea. All right, Um, window or door?
3: We're inside, so we can just unlock the door now. Oh, okay,
2: okay, let's go. After you.
3: Yes, after me. And then Gilly walks back out. And um, is going to go to her trailer.
2: I think Rusty is going to head down to the production basement because um, I think that he probably has a, a big scene coming up and um, is going to go downstairs for fitting and just, and at the same time, eavesdrops on what Flo and Cliff and Landon are talking about.
1: We cut to the interior of the dark, dirty, dusty technical department. Why is it so dusty down here? Don't y'all have like a cleaning company or something? We don't pay them to come down here. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: kicking up dust walking around.
1: Yeah, you are. There's just like like pig pen from Peanuts. There's just a cloud of dirt hovering around both of your feet (laughs) at all times as you walk around down here. Uh, So, Rusty, I think you uh, come downstairs just as Landon and Flo are kind of walking down the halls and just join them as a group. And you all walk down the hall of the technical department, you pass the costume department, you pass uh, lighting and sound, you pass the editing bay, all the way into the back to a large open room that looks like a crowded attic in a movie, like there's wood rafters above you and wood beams and just every surface of the room and every square inch of the floor, walls and ceiling is just covered with random bullshit. You see like some old latex prosthetics on mannequin heads like strewn about the room. You see a barrel full of uh, solid rubber, guns and rifles, you see a tall, fake guillotine with a wooden blade painted silver and a wicker basket underneath the head hole with a bloody mannequin head laying inside. You are in the props department.
2: Tim, dim, 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 dim,
1: And Landon says, Silas! Silas, you old Kaja, where are you? And uh, from the back of the room, just kind of uh, like emerging like Homer out of the hedges, out of this mass of random stuff, uh, comes a short, very, very old man with a big, white, bushy beard, completely untamed, uh, dressed in torn woolen clothing. And he says, what do you want? Silas! I'm so glad you're here. Ms. Beauregard, Mr. Rattlesn- oh, Mr. Rattlesnake, I didn't see you come in. Ms. Beauregard, Mr. Rattlesnake, this is
0: Silas. He is our props master. Uh, Silas, it's a, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name is Phantasmagoric Florence Beauregard, and I am a professional spiritual medium as well as the uh, chief spiritual advisor on the film. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Langdon has graciously brought me down here to consult with you about a redesign on our sp- the representation of the spirits in the film. He looks at uh, Landon and says, uh,
1: Oh, what? You're changing my props, huh? My prop design just ain't good enough for you yet again. Listen, Silas, you know I love your work, but sometimes you gotta change stuff. This lady says you're pissing off all the ghosts in this place, and that is the last thing I need on my production.
0: Flo nods solemnly. (laughs) Russie does too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're gonna work with her, and you're gonna fix this ghost up and make it look real spooky. And Cliff says, "Uh, yes, and I have some ideas on how that can look spooky as well. I think what would look really scary is if it had a face where the eyes were too big.
2: Oh, okay. Cliff, I guess that's a good, that's a good yeah, good comment.
0: No one likes eyes that are too big. Kenny's right.
2: crying somewhere.
0: Flo <laughs> <laughs> says, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that could work. I, I I I did not receive any ill communication or malign signs when you mentioned that. So it could be that the spirits that haunt this place are at peace with eyes too big. Yeah, they know that their eyes are too big. They're well aware of it. Cliff, let me ask you a question. Okie dokie. What's the scariest thing you've ever seen?
1: So Flo, in the two days that you've known Cliff, today and yesterday, Uh Uh-huh. It's been remarkable how well he's been able to keep up that movie star charisma Mm -hmm. around you. Um, You feel like you haven't caught him without that sparkle in his eye. I'm always trying
0: to catch people without the sparkles in their eyes.
1: (laughs) And uh, I think on that question, Cliff kind of turns to you with his trademark smirk, and as the last words leave your mouth, you see it kind of fade away, and you see his eyes kind of wander to the middle distance as it's clear that mentally he's no longer in this room and he says uh, the scariest thing I've ever seen well I saw something once recently I thought I was dying all I could see was the darkness they always tell you you're gonna see a light but there's no light there just inky, velvety blackness enveloping all around me. So dark, so quiet. And then when it was over, I got so hungry. I'm still so hungry.
2: To need a sam- sandwich I can go run up.
1: And he snaps out of it and he says, uh what? Oh, no, that's all right. I'll just go get something from the catering table. Uh, excuse me a moment. And Cliff excuses himself and heads back upstairs.
2: Rusty, mouth
0: open, turns to Flo. What just happened? Well, Silas, uh, that's your answer. Make your ghosts look like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Silas just kind of like, like watches Cliff heading down the hall and then looks back at you and says, just nothing. You you want just nothing. You want just inky
0: velvety blackness. No, I want them to represent the concept of inky velvety blackness. Is this your first day? <laughs>
1: Alright. And Silas walks over to the uh the <laughs> like the weighted ghost rig and rips the white bedsheet off and throws a black bedsheet over it. There <laughs> <So> you <know>. go.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Uh Flo turns to Landon and says, um, Landon, uh after shooting today, if you get a minute, I'd love to have a chat as you knew, you know, I don't want to say co-director because I don't think that's that's a stretch. But uh, as collaborator, I think, uh, I think we should just maybe compare notes on a few things. I'd love to pick your brain.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, find me after the shoot. And Landon heads back upstairs.
0: So are Rusty and Flo are alone down here in the prop room now?
1: Uh, Silas is down here. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. he's still down here? Yeah. Okay. I guess we could But leave. he goes to just back to rooting amongst his stuff.
2: Do you want to go find somewhere a little bit more private to chat about that, what we just saw?
0: Uh, sure.
2: Alright, I would say Rusty and Flo probably made their way back through, past all, like, the editing place and costumes, props, all that, and then we're probably um, outside of the set, taking mm-hmm. a quote-unquote smoke break or whatever, just trying to be far away from the production, and I think Rusty's lights a cigarette, and turns to flow.
0: So I that was weird. I think, Rusty, uh, I'm gonna be completely honest with you.
2: I would love that.
0: Because you're you're an honest guy, right? Yeah, cowboy. You I'm know? a
2: cowboy, it's like my You have a code. Yeah, my word is like gold. Yeah. Take it to the bank <laughs> and you can <laughs> cash it out. You know? At least that's what that's what my daddy always said.
0: When you told me about vampires uh, at the bar Mm -hmm. last night, Mm -hmm. I did not entirely believe you. You thought I was lying? No, I didn't think you were lying. I thought you were just uh, confused. Oh. People will believe all sorts of things uh, in the right circumstances, conveyed with the right attitude and presentation, There's a lot of rubes out there, Rusty, and I guess I thought maybe you were kind of a rube, but... not a rube. I'm starting to believe that maybe you're not. I'm not. I think there might be something very real and very dark and very powerful going on here.
2: Like, like ghost stuff?
0: I don't know, but I want to find out more about it.
2: Same. Yeah, let's, uh, let's have a chat, the three of us later, and, and see what our next moves are. Something definitely weird is going on.
0: And I think uh, I think we might be able to find an angle on it, if you know what I'm saying.
2: There's a little,
1: <laughs> like Rusty's
2: perking up, an angle.
0: Yeah, I thought that might get your attention.
2: Like, like an angle where we can make some
0: money. Listen, whatever's going on with Cliff isn't just dark and mysterious. It's also something the studio clearly does not want getting out. That's true. And so that, to me, means that it's information that is valuable in the hands of the right people for a multitude of reasons.
2: So a classic blackmail situation.
0: Something like that. Yeah.
2: All right. I like where your head's at, Florence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Gilly will totally want to do this because she wasn't even given the rightful money that she was supposed to have for this production. It's a shame. It is a shame. Women just don't have the same rights as us men. And it
0: sickens me. <laughs> Does Rusty have like the, like the Arthur meme fist? Yeah. Going? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I, you know what?
2: I will not go another day on this earth without fighting for liberation of all women. Rights need to be equal to men. Well, I'm starting
0: rights. to look around now. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what I'm saying is, I think we'll be on board. The three of us, we got, yeah, we got some talking to do.
1: Uh, we cut to the end of the day. Cut, print, that's a wrap. Good work today, everybody. Way to put in 150%. I'll see you all in the morning.
0: I was gonna scurry off after landing. Okay, all right. Uh, where we going? Going to your office? Sit in chat? Have a little. Uh, what? A, I'm sorry. Are we talking? Meeting of the. We. Uh, we. Yeah, we made an appointment to have a little meeting of the minds, as you know. Now that we uh, formalize our role as creative partners here <laughs> on the film. Uh,
1: right, right, right. Listen. Uh, I've got to go have a very important conversation with Silas, but uh, I uh, I really value your input and everything you're doing on this picture. And I really value all your hard work, and you're doing a great job, and I will see you in the morning.
0: Flo's going to turn and stand directly in front of Landon so that he can't walk away from her anymore.
1: (laughs) Mm. Hmm. What do you want?
0: I know what you're doing. Excuse me? I know what you're up to. I know exactly what you're up to with Cliff and this whole little evil secret business going on I'm on to it and I want to know what exactly you, What? Well, I know what it is that you're doing but I want to know, I want in.
1: Alright alright <laughs> You caught me <laughs> That was easy <laughs> We're deliberately underpaying Gilly
0: O'Hare <laughs> I Fucking
2: knew it I'm murder you all
0: Uh Hmm, no. You were there with me in the props department when Cliff went all glassy-eyed and talked about his unquenchable hunger after he came back from death. We all watched him die on set.
1: That was not what I got from that conversation. (laughs) Listen, the man's wife died seven years ago in a terrible car accident. He's been through a lot. I imagine he's got a lot of dark thoughts rattling up around in that brain. What's he gonna do? Go to therapy? Get a lobotomy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can stonewall me for now, but I want you to know that I am on to you and I am gonna get my frickin' mitts on it.
1: Um, more money for Gilly? What? Listen, if it's that big a deal, I'll raise his salary five cents.
0: Well, I mean, I'm the one doing more work now. I mean, I, you, I'm going all, running all over the place advising props and like. Oh, Helping so with you
1: want to raise. Yeah, I mean, if that's... That's it's, what this is all about, huh? It wouldn't hurt. I appreciate your moxie. That's a nickel raise for you.
2: Oh Way to <laughs> look out for Takes a shiny Gillian nickel out of his
1: pocket and says, here you go, in advance. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, we'll, uh, we'll circle back to this at another time.
1: Okie dokie. Now, excuse me, I have a meeting with the props master. And he heads down into the technical department.
0: Man is a frickin' doofus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the trough. Yeehaw. Our camera starts outside as we see Rusty's signature sports... I almost said sports rod. (laughs) Signature... (laughs) (laughs) Sports rod... (laughs) Signature hot rod parked outside the bar alongside a line of horsies. Our camera pans in past all of the cowboy barbers, past the cowboy doorman, past the shutter doors to the interior of the trough. Uh, Jaunty piano player playing out some ragtime tune. Bunch of folks dressed as cow people all sitting around having drinks. (laughs) Wait,
0: are they cow people or are they dressed as cow people? (laughs) <laughs> dressed as cow people. Okay, cow, cow people. Yeah. They're not cow people. Cowboys, cowgirls, and cow, cow, cow folks people. across the gender cow sca- folks. No, spectrum. No, I know. I'm. But you said they're dressed as cow folks. Are they I pretending? Wanna, yeah. Well. Some are more authentic than others.
1: I
3: feel like there's a lot to go into with that. It's
1: a Hollywood cowboy bar. Like, some of them are actors who play cowboys. Some of them are, like, Rusty. They're actual cowboys who now play cowboys in Hollywood.
2: Some are there for research.
1: Some of them are are Hans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hans stands behind the bar, polishing the same glass he's always polishing. Our camera zooms in on our three hunters, deep in conversation.
0: And he said, he admitted they were deliberately underpaying you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I knew it. I knew it. I knew it it too, Gilly. I knew it. That director's gonna pay.
0: That's what I'm thinking.
2: Literally. Listen, Gilly, we deserve compensation for the hard work that you're doing. Also, we deserve compensation for black, like, we're gonna blackmail them. We're gonna get, we're gonna, we're gonna get to the bottom of this cliff shit.
0: It's clear that something dark and sinister is going on, and they do not want people to know about it.
2: Mm-mm. They're full of
3: secrets.
0: So y'all two, like, you actually, like, you've seen vampires before, right? Like, he said he woke with a terrible hunger. Like, this seems like, like a vampire thing to me.
2: Don't vampires, like, suck your blood and have uncontrollable I don't uncontrollable know, cowboys. you
0: tell me. Well, I mean... I just found out they were real. I didn't even believe you yesterday. I just found out kind of today started that thinking that they were maybe real.
3: Well, Gilly, like... I don't... I've never seen one during the day. I've certainly never seen one wearing makeup.
2: <laughs> I, same, same. <laughs> so it's a little out of character. I don't know how to know unless... I tried to kill him. Listen, there's certain things that we can probably do to test if he's a vampire. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Gilly, you get the closest to Cliff. Do you want to test out if he's a vampire?
3: Yeah, I guess I can take one for the team.
2: Y'all, like, have kissing scenes and stuff, right?
3: I don't want to talk about it. He tasted really bad.
2: You can just put, like, some garlic in your mouth and just try to transfer it over to him.
0: Oh, that's a great idea.
3: Yeah, I've never met anyone other than me who has good ideas, Rusty, but I really like what you're coming up with. Thank you. That's a nice compliment.
0: Rusty is definitely the brains of this operation. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's not push
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, let's not push it. I like this plan so far, but listen, I talked to that Gooba Landon, and he is either... An incredibly gifted performer himself, nah. or a complete freaking ding dong who has no idea what's going on. He's
2: definitely <laughs> not the first one. Yeah, definitely not the first one. We know him.
0: Which means that this conspiracy is coming from somewhere higher up in the studio.
2: Mr. Myers Brothers
0: makes sense to me. Makes sense to me too. And you know what he's got that Landon doesn't? More money than Landon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and who is owed money?
2: Us, Gilly. Gilly, Gilly,
3: Gilly I
0: mean, yes, Gilly's also us to a lesser extent. Yes, but yes. you first
2: because you were robbed. Mm-hmm. And then us second because, yeah. yeah. If we get that far. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So Gilly's going to try out the garlic thing. What should you and I do?
0: Well, Rusty, you've got, uh, I don't want to be indelicate, but you've got some, let's say, uh, less than savory contacts around town. Who told yes. you that? I feel like you kind of just did. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah.
2: Well, you
0: got listen. friends in low places, as they say. Listen,
2: come here. And then, like, okay. motions gilly and uh, flow to get closer so their heads are, like, kind of almost all touching. Listen, don't turn around. Don't let... Like, don't turn around. But basically all around us these are my boys. They're my lasso lads. And they Why are Why can't
0: we turn around then?
2: Because I don't want them to know that I'm telling you. The y'all. camera
1: pans out and every single cowboy in the bar is like staring intently <laughs> at the three of you as long as you're not looking, and as soon as you even slightly glance over your shoulder,
0: they all just go about their
2: business.
0: <laughs> Flo turns and looks at all of them.
1: <laughs> nope, they're, doing, they're going about their business. <laughs>
2: Talking and chattering, but quiet.
0: Okay. But
1: they'll basically
2: like I don't want to say too much, but I used to be like a big shot out in Colorado. And then like people know me, so I'm kind of like important in this little scene. And so these lasso lads, as we call them, they're my boys, and they'll help out for muscle, though, mostly muscle.
0: What about subterfuge?
2: sub what?
0: uh more quiet more like a soft touch
2: ah like a threat like threatening
0: I was threatening. think I was thinking <laughs> yeah. I was thinking do you have anybody who could maybe uh tail Mr Meyer brothers
2: oh yeah I know just the person but I'm gonna have to make a call okay,
0: okay. I have a nickel if you need it
2: oh no 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 spend that on booze buy me a drink but don't worry i'll make the call and i'll get back to you tomorrow
0: all right we cut
1: to the next day uh we return once again to the Myers brothers studio lot it's early in the morning and the cast and crew have just finished filing in before the day's big shoot. Uh,
3: I think for the first time, at least shooting this movie, Gilly is, like, on time and prepared because she's pretty nervous. This is, like, the only thing that would make her, like, worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's, like, ready to go on set.
1: You've already got your garlic.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I also have, like, some uh, garlic powder in my hand for, like, last minute. But I ate garlic for breakfast also.
1: Landon steps out in front of cast and crew with his bullhorn and says, All right, everybody, in just a few minutes when Miss O'Hare gets here... Oh, Gilly, you here on time. So? It's just... We've worked together a number of times. That is an absolute first for me.
3: Does that mean I get paid more now?
1: Uh, no. This is <laughs> what you should have been doing to get paid what you're already being paid.
3: <laughs> I stopped listening after you said no. Can but we get started? Let's get to
1: shooting! Cliff! And Cliff uh, exits his trailer, uh, walks directly onto set, and takes his mark across from Gilly. All right. Gilly? Cliff? You've just been attacked by the specter for the first time, and you've managed to scare it off. Now, Cliff, you're trying to keep your wife calm because you think her yelling is what makes the ghost come out. (laughs) And action! Now, dear, we've got to remain calm in this situation. No, 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 sweetheart, sweetheart, that's what's going to make the ghosts come back. They don't like it when you scream at them. Alright, alright, just calm down And Cliff puts one hand on one cheek And his other hand on the other cheek And begins to bring you in for a kiss
3: Cut! One sec, I got something in my eye, one minute
1: Okay, cut apparently <laughs>
3: Um. So Gilly's just going to turn around And um, throw the garlic powder in her mouth And then turn back around and say, got it
1: Landon says, uh, okay, roll the cameras You never stop rolling, right? Yeah, good. Okay, keep rolling. And action! And Cliff once again, hand on cheek, hand on other cheek, and he slowly pulls you in for a kiss. And Gilly
3: leans in (laughs) and (laughs) just kind (laughs) of (laughs) like...
1: Yeah, garlic powder flies out of your mouth, and I think Cliff's face is like... Someone who just got hit in the face with flour, only it's garlic powder just all over his face. And he kind of just seizes back from the kiss and says, uh, Oh,
3: oh, what is in my breath?
1: Oh dear, uh, nope. It seems you have a whole bunch of sawdust in your mouth. My aunt had sawdust mouth once, it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible affliction. He's just brushing like rolls and rolls of garlic powder off of his face.
2: I think Rusty tries to like catch. Um, Flows attention and just like yeah, Gilly's looking around, looking to make eye contact with
3: one of them. Just kind of like, what do what? I do now? Yeah, uh,
0: Cliff, how does your face feel? <laughs> does it feel normal or weird and burning?
1: Ah, uh, well, it feels a little bit damp, but I would imagine that's just because this sawdust was damp from being in her mouth.
3: <laughs> Sorry. It won't uh, happen again.
1: I think I need to go get a little bit cleaned up, and then we can resume, if you'll all just excuse me for a moment. And Cliff goes back to his trailer.
2: Shit. Um, so Rusty is going to follow and go um, to, like, the back side of the trailer. He's going to, like, pretend that he's going to Gilly's trailer because, like, they're friends and stuff, but then he's going to make a hard left behind the trailer and then, like, try to go behind um his trailer and like peek through the window
1: yeah you uh sneak off in the direction of gilly's trailer and i think like just out of sight you kind of whip behind it to sneak around to the other side of cliff's trailer you raise yourself up and you peek in that window um the trailer's crowded it's hard to see uh, but you see, like, a, uh, an itty-bitty little personal sink next to the vanity, and you see Cliff just splashing water onto his face and uh, rinsing it off. And as he takes his hands away from his face and looks into the mirror, you see his reflection. It looks like Cliff, uh, mostly the man you knew. Um, but the caked-on layer of makeup that he normally wears has been stripped away and he just looks gray. And then he uh, steps away from the sink and crouches under the vanity and pulls out about three bottles of foundation and just starts pouring them in his hands and just slathering it on his face, both hands at a time.
2: He knows how to do his own makeup. (laughs) (laughs) So, So as Rusty sees this, he... Crouches back down and he um, goes back to the studio and he's like kind of sweating profusely and um, goes to get uh, Flow and Gilly. Rusty is like walking really fast but try not <laughs> to like sprint and is smoking a cigarette at the same time and finds Flow, grabs Flow <laughs> by sorry I I don't mean to grab you come with me hurry and uh, okay and like leads the way to Gilly's trailer and does a soft little knock at the door.
3: Come back later!
0: No, it's uh, it's rusty. Flo just walks in.
2: Uh
3: Oh, Oh, you shouldn't do that! It's not a good time! And she turns around and wipes the tears out of her eyes.
2: Gilly, what's the matter? Nothing. What do you want? Uh, I want to tell you that there's like an alien in the trailer over next to us. (laughs) I saw Cliff! take his makeup off.
0: It seemed like the garlic thing was a bust, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad about it, but... I mean, I guess, but he's something else. I He went to his sink, and he was wiping his face off, and I was just peering over in the window, and he looked like Cliff, but his skin was gray. It's
3: almost like he died a day ago.
2: <laughs>
3: you know what? It
2: is. It, yeah. Yeah. He is like the walking dead. So, what now? Flo, this kind of seems like it's in your department, you know, like dead people and ghosts and stuff. I mean, not like a ghost, but he's like dead.
0: Flo slams the door to your trailer and uh, runs and closes all the blinds. What, why are you doing that? And she says, shh, shh, be quiet. Okay. Listen, I don't fucking talk to ghosts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rusty takes off his hat and puts it on his chest.
0: Wh- what? It's a grift, you beautiful, sweet cowboy man. <laughs> You've done a grift before, yeah? Like, uh, we mean, talked obliquely about it, but come on.
2: Yes. And then Rusty kind of like looks off in the distance and like his eyes glaze over and he's just thinking of his old times. You hear like, in his head, <laughs> he's just hearing like guns go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was doing this on stage You know Pulling the uh, mucilage out of my nose For a while But the crowds Weren't really coming But I got this opportunity As a spiritual advisor In the theater Just to tell ding dong Directors that their ghosts Look the wrong color And Yeah I just I just say things To get money That's I can respect Kind of me it. in a nutshell
2: Yeah <laughs> I mean I'm only mad That you lied But I'm not mad About what you do okay. I respect it
0: Are you mad at me? No. Terrific. Gilly?
3: I never really believed you anyway, but I hate <laughs> everybody that's not in this trailer, so,
0: so I'm w- in. I'm not an ex. I don't know what the, like, I thought y'all two knew what the vampire thing, but turns out that was bullshit too. So we are in uncharted territory. It's not bullshit. Vampires are real. Okay, well, in this scenario, it's at l- the at minimum unhelpful information.
1: At that moment, there is a knock and from the other side of the door, you hear <laughs> the slightly muffled voice of Marybeth Summers. Hey, uh, Miss O'Hare, listen, I know we haven't like had a lot of interaction, but um, there's a costume piece that I really wanted to try out for the big scene where you guys defeat the ghost, and I just thought since we had a little bit of downtime, it would be a good time to come have you try it on and size it, If that's if that's all right, if you have the time.
3: Am I gonna get overtime pay?
1: Well, no, because we're still on the, the, the regular clock. In like a few hours, you would get overtime pay.
3: <laughs> mm.
0: Gilly, can you do me a favor? Maybe. When you're, when you're in the fitting with Marybeth Summers, mm-hmm. if you can maybe accidentally find some small object that is close to her, some small possession of hers that she may not notice, I would really love to have one of those.
3: That's very specific. I'll see what I can do. Terrific. I'm coming.
1: I think as you walk out and, like, as you're closing the door behind you, Mary Beth just catches Flo's eye for a second and just kind of glares as the door closes. <laughs> Flo
0: smiles and waves. <laughs>
1: follow Mary Beth down the stairs into the technical department into that horrible dusty place and you follow her into the costume department where she has on a rack um, another long white silken slip but this one has some uh, really lovely like lace embroidery all along the bottom hem and she says uh, okay um, this is uh, the piece I just thought um, the lace at the bottom would really pop on camera and help create some um, some interesting movements on screen. And uh, she's just like, as she's talking, she just like sits down and kind of puts a head in her hand.
3: Are you done?
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you can try it on.
3: Would you mind going to give me um, some water from upstairs?
1: Uh. Oh, yeah. The upstairs
3: water tastes better. The one <laughs> down here, it tastes awful.
1: Uh, okay, sure. That's and fine. could
3: you find like half a lemon and count the two and squeeze it in? <laughs> and I prefer a straw. I don't want to mess up my lipstick.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh.
3: Take your time.
1: Okay. And she <laughs> <laughs> just kind of wanders upstairs after Mary Beth leaves to go fetch you your absurdly specific lemon water. You begin looking around the room for personal effects and I think on on a side table next to the chair that she was just sitting in, uh, you find a little black leather-bound notebook. And upon looking inside it, you see a lot of, like, uh, the pages that are written on, like, this thing's like three-quarters full. And the pages that are, are full are really full. Like, she has used every square inch of available space on these pages. And at the beginning, you see a lot of, like, uh, you know, actor's height and different measurements... There's sketches for all sorts of different costume ideas from, like, 20 different movies going back a ways. But as you get towards the end and you get into notes about you, notes about Cliff, notes about this current production, uh, at the very, very end, you find some pages that are not related to any movie production at all. You find a lot of notes about uh, her mother, um, some dates and times, some names and phone numbers, and as you read it, It's all written kind of uh, stream of consciousness, like a person, like she was, you know, taking notes as people were talking and just writing down the important bits. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're able to glean together that she's still actively looking for the person who grave robbed her mother. She has two private investigators currently working on finding the culprit and the, la- the very last note on the very last page written down is three words followed by three question marks, and it just says, more bodies gone, and the more is underlined several times. Tucked into those notes about her mother's case, you find also a uh, old-timey, like, daguerreotype photograph of her mother.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to take the whole notebook, um... I'm just going to put it. you
2: take the whole notebook? Well,
3: (laughs) I thought Flo needed the object, right? Do whatever you want, YOLO. I guess I could just take the picture. I'll take the (laughs) picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to take the picture um, and just slide it, like, into the top of my shirt so it's concealed. So even if she's doing, like, fittings, she won't really notice it.
1: Um, Yeah, Mary Beth walks back in, water in hand, with a lemon and a straw, and she says, uh, okay, so you said to squ- count to two and squeeze it for two seconds, but I didn't know if you wanted me to put it in the water after that, so I just I put it back on the edge of the cup. Thanks. Okay, um, I'm just gonna run to the back real quick. I have a couple more things I'd love for you to try on. Um, I'll be right back, and she uh, goes into her closet and starts rummaging through for other clothes.
3: Okay. Gil is gonna change out of the costume that she put on, and then just go back upstairs. <laughs>
1: Bye. Okay. (laughs) I got what I
2: needed from you.
1: As you're leaving, like as you're halfway up the stairs, you just hear her turn around and go like, okay, if you could, uh,
0: I hate, I hate this place. (laughs) (laughs) Did you take the water or leave it?
2: I left it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course.
1: We cut to the end of the day's shoot. Cast and crew mill about in a fever of self-congratulatory excitement, because today's shoot went extremely well. Cliff is obviously at the center of things, getting all sorts of handshakes and pats on the shoulder from admiring cast and crew. And Landon says, uh, dynamite job, everybody, dynamite job. Cliff, Gilly, you're just electric together. I'm very excited about this production. Everybody have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you all in the morning. And uh, Landon departs and the crowd begins to disperse and our three heroes begin to head their separate ways. Our camera begins by following Rusty Rattlesnake.
2: So, Rusty has decided to head to this spot that he, in Cowboy Town, that he uses as a shooting range but it's really just like an empty field that's off the road. Um, Rusty's gonna go like practice, but he did ask somebody to come meet him, and her name is Cheryl, and it's Rusty's (laughs) ex-girlfriend.
1: Uh-oh. Oh. Juicy.
2: Yeah. Um, Rusty has asked Cheryl to meet her at the, this where they used to go like shooting together on dates, and he has like a six pack of beer. Do they have a six pack? No, they don't have six packs. of beer. Is that the thing that happened back in the 1927s? just
1: look different, but sure. Well, I guess
2: it's Prohibition times, too. So So,
1: probably not. You have a jar of moonshine. Yeah, a jar (laughs) of
2: moonshine. And um, he's just, like, shooting, like, cans and stuff and waiting for Cheryl to show up.
1: You're shooting cans with a Tommy gun.
2: With a Tommy gun.
1: Yeah. So I think you... Precision (laughs) weapon.
0: Thompson submachine gun. (laughs) They all
1: go over eventually.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: So you finish spraying, like, 200 bullets at six soda cans and watching them all fly into the air <laughs> eventually. And I think they fly into the air and then, like, you know, keep pinging into the air and just shred the pieces Dope. as they're riddled with hundreds of bullets each. <laughs> and right as you uh, finish off the barrel and your gun just starts to click and your barrel is smoking, you feel a hand on your shoulder say, uh,
0: The hand says? (laughs) You feel a hand
1: on your shoulder, and you hear someone say, uh, Wow, nice shoot, and text.
2: Cheryl? How have you been? Oh, I've been...
1: Fine. Uh, clearly you've been great Your aim is spectacular You hit six whole cans with 250 bullets So you haven't changed You're
2: still sassy as ever
1: uh, <laughs> That's why they call me Sassy Cheryl You're right
0: Collaborative storytelling
2: <laughs> Cheryl I'm gonna cut to the chase Please do I know you're a busy gal But I have a mission And I think that it's gonna have a big payoff Oh yeah? Oh yeah Listen, you know how I'm a stuntman On the Myers Brothers productions?
1: Yeah, you're a real big shot
2: Yeah, well Something weird is going on And we gotta tell somebody Mr. Myers Brothers himself
1: And you're I a Big fancy pants studio head? Yeah and I don't
2: know anybody who would be better for this job than you. He would never suspect you if he saw you out and about. And, like, as far as I know, you've never even ran in the same circles with him. But we need to keep a close eye on him, because he is hes a conniving little catfish. What's in it for me, Rust? I have some partners I need to discuss this with, but we need your help, and... I'm willing to give you 1% of the money that we get from this job.
1: 1%? I mean, yeah. That's all you got for me? 1%? Oh, Rusty. Cheap as ever.
2: I... No. There's three other people in this. I can't just be, like, giving out money here and there and there and there.
1: Listen, Rusty, you made the Lasso Lads a whole lot of scratch, so... If you're giving us 1%, I'm fairly confident that's still going to be a good chunk of change. And I can't say that we don't owe you. But just know after we do it, you're going to be the one that owes us.
2: Fine. Shake on it? Yeah, let's shake on it. Bam. And the deal was
1: made. I'll start tailing him tomorrow. I'll meet you up tomorrow night, tell you what I see.
2: Sounds good. Thank
1: you, Cheryl. I knew I could count on you. Anytime, Rust. She just puts a hand on your cheek and then just like slaps you lightly. (laughs) and hops onto a horse that you didn't even notice was standing there and goes, (laughs) yeah, rides off.
2: Damn, I miss her
0: sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our camera pulls up from that scene into the sky and then zooms down in a curve towards a completely different part of town as we follow one Gilly O'Hare leaving the set.
3: Okay, so Gilly gets picked up by her driver that she has on call whenever she wants it. Mm -hmm. And he is going to drive her to her apartment, but it is not her real apartment. It is her fake apartment. She bought this apartment, but no one lives in it. She just keeps some clothes in it. Okay. So he drops her off at her fake apartment, which is like downtown, really nice area, really expensive place. She waits for the driver to drive off and then she starts her 30 minute trek into the woods where her real house is. Um, No one knows that she lives out here. You have to walk through like just 30 minutes of straight trees, like no path, no road, no nothing. I don't really know how she even finds it regularly, but Gilly is impressive. So Gilly's going to walk up to her house. Um, It's kind of a big like cabin-y house. But the, yeah, the windows are all boarded up so you can't see inside. And she kind of has the house, like, booby-trapped. Um, God. so <laughs> Paranoid. <laughs> yeah, she's very paranoid. So, like, the the front door, um, she has a special way that she unlocks the front door because she has it booby-trapped. So it's like in movies where you open the door and then an Axe just, like, flies through the doorway and then cuts your forehead into two pieces. Um, but that doesn't happen to her because she put it there. So she knows how to open the door so that, that does not happen. And then when she gets inside, she resets it. Her house is pretty bare. There's no pictures of her or her family, or mm, she doesn't have any friends really. Well, Rusty, but there's no pictures of Rusty in there either. She has um, a basement that you get there by going through like a hidden trapdoor, which of course is under like the living room rug. So Gilly's going to move the rug, go downstairs. Um, move the rug back, shut the door, go all the way into the basement to train, which she does every night. Um, she has all of her vampire hunting weapons that she practices with. So she's going to go over and grab a handful of steaks and she has like a makeshift dummy full of, like, sand that is like a old-timey punching bag. That she just, just a
1: crudely drawn vampire face, like, on the <laughs> Just bags. two little
3: teeth. Yeah, just,
1: like, angry teeth, and uh, just fangs and a smile and angry eyebrows. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, so Gilly is doing bullseye practice with the stakes. Um, she has a lot of frustration to leak tonight because of that frickin' Cliff character. As she finishes up her training, she's super sweaty and super tired. Um she's going to head upstairs, grab a cup of herbal tea, and then Gilly's going to go into her bedroom and do her extensive skincare routine. Think like ice bath for the face. Once Gilly's done with her skincare routine, she puts on her jammies and she sleeps with one eye open.
1: camera once again leaves Gilly's uh, secret woods cabin, flies up into the sky, and then spins down, down, back down just over the head of one phantasmagoric Florence
0: Beauregard. Okay. So, the shot is, it's one of those things where Flo has just stepped out of a cab, and uh, right now, Flo's back Uh, next to the cab, and the cab take up the whole frame. But then as the cab pulls out of frame, it's revealed that Flo is standing uh, at the drive of a humongous mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Flo confidently walks up to the mansion, opens the front door without knocking and walks inside inside this tremendous uh, towering home. We see very little in the way of practical furniture, but we do see a shitload of draperies, tapestries uh, and exotic artifacts from around the world all on display like a half-assed dusty museum. Flo makes her way through these artifacts through the house to a large spiraling staircase uh, which she, again, without hesitating, uh, runs up. Locked, uh, at the top of the staircase, um, we, our camera follows Flows back as she moves down a hallway and pushes open the large mahogany double doors of a massive bedroom. Inside this bedroom, again, there is a dearth of furniture, except for one humongous round bed in the center of the room. In that bed are three people, two sleeping twinks, and directly in between them, in a long billowing open caftan, smoking a long opium pipe, we see Wallace Patter Goodwin. Yes.
2: Oh. Walter. Shit. Walter.
0: And Flo uh, says, as soon as she bursts into the room, uh, Wally clocks her and she says, um, all right, you win. I beg your pardon? It's all real. Times Radio Hour presents Phantasmagoria was edited by James Kettler and produced by Philip Stressman with additional sounds provided by Zapsplat.com Monster of the Week tabletop RPG was written and created by Michael Sands Join us again next week for more Phantasmagoria and until then be chill And stay dangerous.